part of being human is recognizing that we're going to go through some stuff. And if you haven't experienced this in your life already, you probably will at some point because part of living in this fallen world is experiencing things that are not how we were originally designed. We were not really made for this broken world. And so the way that we get through those things is through our relationship with God. But so many times we don't do a good job of pursuing him and listening for his voice in the good times. And it makes it that much harder to hear his voice in the bad times. And so today is an encouragement to really seek out God's voice and understand it and hear it and learn what it looks like in your own life in the times that aren't distressing so that you can have confidence to know that his voice is the one that's going to speak the loudest when we're going through something. I pray today's episode blesses you. Hey friends, welcome to the Hearing Jesus podcast. Do you sometimes doubt if you're truly hearing God's voice or if it's really your own? And how do you know the difference? Do you ever struggle to feel confident in your relationship with God and what he says in his word? Do you sometimes feel stagnant or like maybe you hit a wall in your spiritual life? Hey, I'm your host, Rachel Grohl, missionary, author, pastor, and life coach. And I have been there. I too was doubting God's voice in my own life. I felt insecure about my relationship with him and I wanted to be obedient to what God was calling me to do, but I wasn't quite sure how to figure out what that was. I felt like I was wasting time trying to figure it out and I just wanted a way to understand his will for my life. The answer for me was found in the pages of the scriptures as I learned how to understand what they were actually saying. If you're ready to grow in your faith and to step confidently into the calling God has for you, then join me as we dig deep into God's Word so that you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. Hey friends, before we get into today's episode, I have a quick word. I know that you have been frustrated with being confident in how to tell the difference between hearing from God and wondering if it's your own voice. I know, I've been there myself. That's why I wrote the Bible study, She Hears, Learning to Listen to Jesus. This is a six-week study that takes you through the book of John, looking at six women in the life of Jesus, how he calls them, how he encourages them, how he equips them. It also teaches the color method of Bible study, helping you to learn how to really understand the scriptures. I also include a lot of cultural and historical information that makes these familiar passages of scripture really come alive. This is a great study to do with maybe your teen girls or a group of friends from church, and it will really help you gain confidence in how to hear from the Lord and set you up with some tools that will stay with you long after the study is over. Again, head to shehears.org and you can find the Bible study on the resources page. Hey friends, welcome back to the Hearing Jesus Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Grohl. Today we are finishing week one of our Psalms series. And hey, would you give me some quick feedback? If you are liking this series, if you want me to keep going with it, that's great. Let me know. If you would rather hear something else, I'd like to know that too. Because really my goal here is to help you learn how to hear God's voice more clearly. And I'm praying that walking through the Psalms this way is doing that. But I would love to hear some of your feedback. So we are reading Psalm chapter 4. Answer me when I call to you, O my righteous God. Give me relief from my distress. Be merciful to me and hear my prayer. How long, O men, will you turn my glory into shame? How long will you love delusions and seek false gods? Know that the Lord has set apart the godly for himself. The Lord will hear when I call to him. 
In your anger, do not sin. When you are on your beds, search your hearts and be silent. Offer right sacrifices and trust in the Lord. Many are asking, who can show us any good? Let the light of your face shine upon us, O Lord. May You have filled my heart with greater joy than when their grain and new wine abound. I will lie down and sleep in peace for you alone, O Lord. Make me dwell in safety. This whole week, we've been talking about the ways that God reveals himself in the midst of our different emotions or different situations or circumstances and how important it is to go to him with those emotions and circumstances. I think this psalm is important because it does a couple things. It helps us to recognize, of course, the ways that God wants to intervene on our behalf, but also the importance of having an ongoing relationship with him. I think sometimes what happens is people will have um, almost like a fire insurance relationship with God, where most of the time they just live for themselves. They're, they're leave, living to please themselves. They're, they're not even considering God's um, design or plan for their life. And then a moment of distress happens. And then all of a sudden they're praying and all of a sudden they're, they're back to on their hands and knees. And while I definitely recognize that sometimes it's those moments that drive us to our knees it's one thing if that is an authentic moment of change of a repentant heart, that, that it's what shakes you up. But so often what happens is once those people get through that incident or, or that temporary situation, they're back to living for themselves. It's not a trajectory that has changed anything in their lives. And so I think there's something to be said when it talks about um, how God will hear us, be merciful to me and hear my prayer. In verse 3, it says, The Lord will hear when I call to him. Know that the Lord has set apart the godly for himself. The Lord will hear when I call to him. When my children call on the phone, I immediately know who it is. But when somebody I don't know calls on the phone, I don't recognize their voice. Because I, I don't have a relationship with them. I don't know them. And I, I think that's... A similar parallel to what we're seeing in this psalm that I don't know if you're like me but when something chaotic happens whether it's a you know something I messed up or um, something that happened to me a sorrow or you know even something that makes me angry or whatever those moments it's a lot harder to hear God's voice because I have to fight my own emotions and my own thoughts going through my own brain and because I know God's voice, because I recognize God's voice, I can still hear him in those moments. But I think even in those scenarios, the context of a relationship is what helps us to hear him in those moments. Otherwise, we won't recognize it even if he does answer us, even if he does speak into the situation. We won't recognize it because we're not listening for it outside of those circumstances. So really, I think what this psalm is talking about is being in this constant state of relationship with God because it's through that personal relationship that enables us, number one, to trust him and number two, to even want his help. I mean, sometimes we just kind of want to figure things out on our own if we're living for ourselves. But but even understanding the kind of lifestyle that God wants us to live will spare us from some of these heartaches and heartbreaks. And while, yes, we definitely can see opportunities for God to speak into situations, how much better is it 
if we are in direct relationship with him and we are getting to know his heart for us and his heart for his people and his world and the way he operates because then we can have confidence to know that he will hear me when I'm calling him. I don't know about you and I know I keep saying this, but for me, I want to have assurance that when I call to God, he's going to answer me. And I think part of that is living for God outside of those moments, living for God in the moments that aren't distressful, that are, everything's going great because it's those places where we can pursue God and learn more clearly how he speaks to us or how he draws us in or, or how he would respond to something. And so that place of being devoted to God is really what sets us apart. And remember the scripture talks about how we are God's treasured possession we have access to him 24-7, no matter what's going on. But sometimes we get in our own way and we can't hear his voice even when he does speak. There's two quick things that I want to show you that I think you may not recognize because of the culture. The first is verse 6. It says, many are asking, who can show us any good? Let the light of your face shine upon us, O Lord. This is one of those things that culturally they would have understood. It would be kind of like if you were to, please don't write to me if, if you feel like I'm being sacrilegious by saying this, but if you were to talk to teenagers about, or even young adults, millennials or whatever, about something that was trending on social media and relate that to a biblical concept, that's the same kind of context that we're seeing here with these two things I'm going to mention. The first is the light on your face. This is probably referring to um, something that they were familiar with in that culture. It's a metaphor for the sun. And really, the radiance of the sun was associated with light and warmth. Obviously, it still is today. But there are parallels to this kind of imagery in the other ancient Near Eastern texts, which tells us that this is common language of the time. And so when you hear talk about the figurative use of the sun in the Old Testament, it's usually applied to the blessing of a righteous king. That's how that terminology is used. And so again, what we see is the contextualization for this people group at this time, which is all the more evidence of um, why we need to contextualize the message for the people that we're dealing with. And then the second is in verse seven, it talks about grain and wine. It says, you have filled my heart with greater joy than when their grain and new wine abound. Well, for us, we, you know, don't quite understand the impact of grain that it had on that community or that culture, but um, abundance in agriculture and especially at harvest time was the thing that they would rejoice about. Um, if you had a bad agricultural year and you did not have a good harvest, it created sorrow. But a good harvest was, I mean, it was party time. And so as the grains were gathered, it would be a celebration, just like with the grape harvest. When the grapes were gathered, if it was a good harvest, that harvest would begin in summer and those grapes would be pressed into new wine, into newly wine that would be used for that fall and then that coming year. And so when it says, you have filled my heart with greater joy than when their grain and new wine abound, um, it's saying understanding and recognizing and hearing God's voice in the midst 
of our sorrow, in the midst of um, circumstances that in our lives doesn't seem to make sense or we don't understand or is painful for us, the joy that we can have knowing that God hears us and that we can hear him in the midst of that, that brings us so much joy that it's better than a good harvest or a, a, a good grape harvest or a good amount of grain. And and those are the things that there were their everyday provisions. Those are the things that were going to sustain them through the cold winter. And what this says is we can understand the joy that comes from having peace in those circumstances more than the physical things that, that sustain us in the physical. Given that insight, I want to read this again for you. Psalm chapter four. Again, this is a Psalm of David. Answer me when I call to you, O my righteous God. Give me relief from my distress. Be merciful to me and hear my prayer. How long, O men, will you turn my glory into shame? How long will you love delusions and seek false gods? Know that the Lord has set apart the godly for himself. The Lord will hear when I call to him. In your anger, do not sin. When you are on your beds, search your hearts and be silent. Offer right sacrifices and trust in the Lord. Many are asking, who can show us any good? Let the light of your face shine upon us, O Lord. You have filled my heart with greater joy than when their grain and new wine abound. I will lie down and sleep in peace. For you alone, you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. God, we thank you that we can have confidence and know that we can hear your voice and that you can hear our prayers in the midst of things that distress us in our lives. Lord, help us to turn to you when things are going good, not just in the moments where things are hard or things are bad or we're frustrated or we're regretful, but God, help us to seek your face daily and the day in and the day out. So when those moments of distress hit, we can recognize your voice, that that voice can be louder and more clear than the voice of our our own selves in our minds, Lord. And I thank you that you make provisions for that. And the reality of the joy that comes as a result of knowing you, and, and as we seek you and we hear you, that that joy sustains us more than what the scripture is talking about, the grain or new wine, the, the confidence of um, provision for the winter, the physical provision. God, help us to recognize the way that your spiritual provision takes a higher role than that even. And the way that you can give us peace in the midst of those moments because of that. God, we thank you that you long to have a relationship with us. And I pray that you would help us to grow in that relationship. In Jesus name. Amen. Hey friends, before you go, I just wanted to fill you in on something. I've gotten a lot of questions recently about what's next. People have gone through the She Hears Bible study and they kind of want to have some direction as far as what to do next. Don't worry, I will be writing more studies. But in the meantime, the goal of the She Hears Bible study was to not only help you to learn how to hear Jesus through the example of the six women in the study, but really for you to have a, a set of tools to use that you can apply to other passages of scripture. So what I have available for you on the resources page of my website is a couple different tools to help you do just that. And depending on your budget, there's lots of options. The first option is just a very simple uh, ESV version book of John Bible journal. And so what that is, is on one side, you have the scripture from 
the the whole book of John. So on one side, you have the actual scripture verse by verse. And on the other side, you have places to take notes. And so that's a really easy place to continue doing the color method of study. And if you don't have the colors that we have designated in the study, those are available. I think they're just a couple bucks in the, in the resources page as well. But you can continue to use that color method throughout, you know, one chapter or a, a couple verses. It's a really easy way to do that. And they're small. You can kind of tuck it into your bag. The second resource is similar, except it's all four gospels like that. And so that, that one is done by Hosanna Revival and they're just beautiful. Um, I love them, just the aesthetic of them. They make me feel really special when I'm working in them. And so that's all four of the Gospels. And that's a little bit more expensive because you're getting the whole set. And then the third option, and there's two different price points depending on what you're looking for, is we have journaling Bibles. And so there's the hardcover that are beautifully painted, and then also the leather bound. And what I love about those is when you open them up inside, you will see space in the margins to continue to write. Some people just have a thing about writing in their Bibles. Not me. My Bibles are all marked up. But if you have a thing about writing in your Bibles, this could be a dedicated journaling Bible where you can do the color method and not worry about getting, you know, your study Bible all messed up. And so I pray that those resources bless you. I started putting those in the shop after people started requesting them. And then I realized that I never really told you guys about them unless you private message me. So in case you're looking for what's next, what's more, this is a really good transition after you finish the She Hears Bible Study. I pray that it blesses you. Have a good week, friends. Hey friends, if this podcast helped encourage, empower, or equip you for God's call in your life, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. That's the number one way you can support my show. You can also join our free Facebook community or Instagram page where I share inspirational tips, resources, and prayer throughout the week. Hey, I want you to know I'm praying for you this week. Know that you are loved, you are cherished, and you are His.